Hey, vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Thacker, Tanner Martin, Tyre Hood. I'm your host, Max James. Great to be with you on this Thursday, July 18th. Coming off, coming off a week in which the Phillies continue to play inconsistent baseball and the list of injured players continues to grow with Jay Bruce and Tommy Hunter hitting the IL recently. Hector Neris gets suspended for three games for throwing at David Freeze the other night. Guys, it's been... It's, it, it's, the, this team is making it very difficult on the GM and the owner as we approach this July 31st trade deadline to make, those, to make some moves because they really can't really gauge where this team is going in the future. So we'll touch on that shortly. A little Phillies talk. Ben Simmons gets a five-year, $170 million extension. Guys, all five starters are now locked up for three years or more. And they got an, a solid three-, four-year span window here, and we'll see if they can uh, win a title for the city. Right? Uh, a couple of star running backs in the NFL want new contracts, but do they have any leverage? Um, will Melvin Gordon get traded? He demands a trade. He wants a new contract. He said if he doesn't get one, he wants out of, of – used to be San Diego, now Los Angeles – and also touch on the Russell Westbrook trade involving himself and Chris Paul. Guys, we'll start with the Phils. God, it's been very inconsistent, very frustrating, uh, especially to watch, man, just all season long. And right I'm now we're sitting a half a game out of the wild card. We're 49 and 47 overall. All season long we've talked about how inconsistent this team has been. For a, per- a perfect example would be two nights ago, right? We get spanked 16 to 2. Right, and then we have that emotional walk-off win with Bryce the following night. I mean, you just can't gauge where this team is right now. Like I said in the opening, the the GM, like does he would does he make moves? Like does he want to make it a big star name? Does he want to get a solid pitcher? Does he want to get a middle tier player? Well, he doesn't really like you can't gauge it right now. Well, I'm gonna say this. Uh, I forget if it was T or you, Max, but you one of you guys said last week that this might be the season right here, this National Series, and then this Dodger Series, both. We knew we were going to be very tough series. Yep. And of course, we lose. We lose both. Why can't I hear myself? Oh, that's why I can't hear myself. Why that was we... that was my fault. I hit the wrong uh, button. Thank, just... thank you, Max. Uh, he pisses me off. Okay. Um, as for the position that the general manager is in, uh, by the way, Matt Klintak extended as the Phillies GM. I know. I know you're not a fan of that, T. Nope. I, nope. Not I, the slightest. I, look, nope. Max. I know I'm changing the subject, but I do want to get mm-hmm. into this. I just want to hear your problems with Matt Contact, T. Listen, um, and you brought up a good point um, yesterday in the group text when you said, you know, hey, he brought in Bryce Harper. He did this, that, the third, and the other. You know, I give him credit for that stuff. Andrew McCutcheon. I, I, I give him credit for that. The but, JT Real Muto trade. But I feel like <laughs> it's still not a complete product on the field. And I'm not going to reward somebody with more years with, an in, with, first off, an inconsistent product and an unfinished product. The pitching is still horrible. Not to mention the fact that the pieces that he has brought in, they are inconsistent and they're not working together. They're not meshing together. All you really did was just bring in a bunch of superstars and expect them to play together. That's really not how you build franchises. And that's why I feel as though he really shouldn't have gotten that extension. I feel as though he's not... He's not qualified to have that extension because it's still an unfinished product and the pitching is still questionable. Now, I'll agree with you. He has not done anything to address the pitching problem on this team. He Absolutely not. not. But, look, yeah, like I said, he signed Bryce Harper. He signed Andrew McCutcheon, who I feel like was a bigger part of this team than we really realized. I agree. At the beginning of this season. Made the JT Real Muto trade. Not going to lie. Wasn't a fan of it at first. I was like, eh, 
Our pitching is pretty thin as it is, and we're trading away a solid prospect like Sixto Sanchez. And then he made the Jay Bruce trade, mm-hmm. who has also been solid for us. Look, you can't put the injuries on him. He, you can't I'm put not the Andrew McCutcheon. Look, I know what you're saying about the incomplete product. It's the pitching part. Right. It's the That's pitching the, part. Right. But, you know. I'm not putting the injuries McCutcheon on was a big part, a big reason why this team was getting wins early on in the season. Okay. Andrew McCutcheon was. Okay. And he, you know, he goes down, he gets Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce stepped up pretty big in a number number of times for this team. All right. And he has JT Real Muto, our only all-star. He has fixed batting. Batting issues. Yes, he has. And that's still inconsistent, but that's on the player, so I can't put that on Klintzak. It's the pitching that he, I feel as though he hasn't earned a contract extension yet. Standard, you have Since we're on pitching, um, after last season, the Phillies fired their old pitching coach, Rick Kranitz. And he, did, he had a great relationship with the players, and they were mad that he was gone. And he didn't, last, he didn't go without a job for a while. Because a team picked him up. You know which team that was? The Atlanta Braves. Yep. The Atlanta Braves. And how are the Braves doing right now? Mm. How did that work out? Listen, I think with the whole you know how the whole Mac, the whole Matt Clentyke situation <laughs> the whole Matt Clentyke situation worked out. I think everybody was just on cloud nine when we signed Bryce Harper. And basically if you, you, you pay that guy three hundred and thirty million dollars, I think basically John Melton was like, you know what? This guy brought a Bryce Harper to the city. I'm gonna give him the contract now. I don't really get why it was you know, not made public, but they never came out and said, hey, three-year extension for Matt Klintak, and we found out yesterday, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think it would just be – the moves he made were great. Now, last night, for example, you know, I was watching the game. We obviously had the rain delay, and they always play the signing Harper, like, hour-long special. Mm-hmm. And one thing that, you know, I watched it – it was, like, the third time I watched it. And a couple times, you know, you watch it for the entertainment, but I was actually listening, like, to what Middleton was saying and, you know, what Scott Boris, Bryce Harper's agent, was saying. One thing that stuck out to me was – John Milton said, "I wanted to plug in all the holes this one off season," and he said that he you know he did that. He thought he thought in his mind coming into the season. Mm. Now we're looking at this team now, and man, there's not just now. I get it. Like Chris said, I agree with you. You can't gauge the injuries, right? You can't Absolutely. predict them. I agree with that. But at the same time, even coming into the season, we knew our bats were were pretty solid, one through seven ish. I mean, maybe not eight. You know, we, we, Franco question marks. Cesar question marks, but for the most part, we thought we were going to put up a lot of runs. Franco which has his moments. Hasn't happened, and I, I get the the cut injury hurts, but still. And, and the pitching, we we all thought coming into this season, you know, there was big time question marks. I know Nick Pavetta. We said that we had potential. We were like, we, man, he was looking yeah, good in spring we said training. That from the yeah, we were, of the season. we were definitely expecting steps forward. But we knew, from but, right? Most agree, guys. But we knew what Velasquez is, and we we, we we still do. Obviously, he's the four or five inning guy. He's going to throw hundred pitches through like four innings and. He's just not going to give you any length, and that's what concerned me coming into the season. But now from where we stand, scratching and clawing our way here, only a half a game out of the wild card spot, right. it's it's just hard to, to sell right now. You know, it's, it's just hard to look at this team and say, man, we've come this far, we've battled, we've gone through lots of ups and downs this season so far with losing streaks, great wins, winning streaks, you know, I'm gonna, tough losses and injuries. But I'm going mean, to channel my inner tanner when I say this. Wow. Wow. (laughs) This is really me sinking myself into narratives and things that are potentially made up by the media. Do you think with the Washington Nationals, who now are 50 and 44, they are a game and a half, or no, two games ahead of us. Do you buy into this whole, like, uh, Bryce Harper sinks a team? Because... I mean, look at them now. I'm not going to say no. 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 I'm not going to say he sinks a team. 
Because I don't think it's all on Bryce Harper. It's, yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's more than Bryce Harper. It's the inconsistent pitching. It's the inconsistent hitting. Not to mention the fact that I don't have very little to any confidence at all in Gabe Kapler anymore. I don't. Because I feel like he does not inspire a team. The team is not responding to him. I think he came out um, this week in the media and said, you know, I think somebody questioned him as to why you're not yelling at your players. You real quick to yell at an umpire, but you're not quick to yell at your players. And he said he's not Dallas Green. I don't want you to be Dallas Green. I want you to be Gabe Kapler, but I want you to put your stamp on this team and stop just letting them do what they want to do. I do remember when he was first hired last year, he was talking about how he's going to start doing things different, how he's going to... He had this whole mentality of doing something different. And I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about, like, when it comes to disciplining players, it's really not discipline. It's more of, like, uh, you know, pat on the shoulder, ah, you'll get him next time type thing. No. And with professional athletes. This is the big league. With professional athletes, I don't think that mentality works. No. Now, it, I'm no. also not a professional. I'm very much not a professional well, athlete. None, none of us but, are professionals, but... But that pat on the shoulder crap don't work. Not, not yeah. Especially not, from especially with players that make more money than you. That that stuff's not going to work. No. Yeah. You, you really there's a time where you you, you got to put your fist down and you got to be like, you guys got to start making something happen here, or something's going to happen to you guys. I agree. As in trades or. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Gabe Kapler is the right manager for this team. Um, I've thought that for some time now, but. Um, I just want to take you back to last night. The game's 2-2. Oh, God. It's 6 in, right? I get the fact that our bullpen is god-awful, right? No one here is disagreeing it's with how awful our bullpen is. But there's just certain guys in that bullpen where it's a 2-2 game. You just can't put in the game. Like, you just can't do it. I don't care if maybe your best guy isn't available. But you got eight guys out there. I mean, that's plenty. I know they don't want to gas the bullpen. We didn't have a choice. The rain delay knocked Pavetta out of the game early. He brings in Edgar Garcia, who I don't even think should be pitching. I think he should find another <laughs> job, to be honest with you, another occupation. It's because stupid. because he comes in and absolutely he and the game's over, like in a snap of the fingers. Once he comes into the game, you just sit there and you're like, okay. Like I granted, we we didn't know who he was earlier in the season. We see that guy come into the game and we look at him, we're like, all right, maybe this guy has potential. Maybe he's shown something to the minor leagues. He's up here for a reason. And at this point, this point in the season, you look at him and you're like, we have no shot in hell. We have no shot in hell with him Bunch coming on the mound. He comes in. Juan Nicasio comes in and gives up a two-run. I mean, I mean, the Dodgers are too good of a team to to have these pitchers go yeah, out there. Just, just I hate them. At some point, <laughs> at some point, you really don't have any other options. But I, I I think they should have brought in Hector Neris earlier. I mean, they didn't even give him a shot. This is my point because he's going to get suspended for three games. We know that's that's going to get upheld. He threw right at. David Freeze's head. I mean, he's going to get suspended. So he's going to get three days off coming up. Why don't you just use him in a higher leverage situation? He's one of your better relievers. Hector, if you're going to throw at someone, throw it freaking Max Muncy. Please. <laughs> God. Hector has had too many chances. And just, he's let us down too I'm convinced times. that. I agree. Max Muncy's not a real person. That's just Christian Yelich wearing a mask. Or maybe he's Area 51's first <laughs> release project to the public. Because where, where was this guy two years ago? God. You're right. You're right, but man, he he's he's come onto the scene, and him and and a, you can list a bunch of names in that lineup. Look, Justin Turner just five years ago played for the Mets, and no one knew who he was. Now he's a superstar. Cody Bellinger's uh, dude, arguably the favorite for the MVP. Cody yeah. Bellinger is honestly like one of my favorite players who is not a Philly. And as much as I like Cody Bellinger, I just I hate Max Muncy. 
Look at Alex Verdugo. You piece of Swiss cheese. Alex Verdugo. No one who no one even knows who that is, and he just dude can't read tanks. a fly ball. Like, did you see some of those catches? Oh my god! It makes me wonder if he did it on purpose, just to uh, look cool. <laughs> Kick rocks, Alex Verdugo. All right, the trade deadline's like two weeks away Sorry. here. So, what what are we looking at here? Obviously, we need a lot. Now, are we buyers or are we sellers? Are we gonna are we gonna buy a small piece and try to just sneak that second wild card away from the Brewers, away from the Cardinals? Or we just stay pat and say, you know what, this year's not our year. Get McCutcheon healthy for next season. Get David Robertson healthy for next season. And kind of just stay pat. At this point, I'm done. When does football season start? <laughs> I'm done. You got a couple months there. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready to start breaking down some film at this point. I'm so done you, with the so film. You're, so you're selling? Or are you just, you know what, not even sell? Well, stay what am pat I going to sell if I'm going to try to compete next season? What am I going to sell? Yeah, uh, this is the one. A, a lot of people are saying Cesar and move Scott Kingery back to his natural position at second base. Maybe give Adam Hazley a shot out you there. You know what? I don't hate that. Scott Kingery is the only guy on this team I really don't have a problem with, as of right now. Right now, he. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I sure I'll explore that. I'll explore that for some pitching. Hey, who wants a switch hitting whatever? I <laughs> will. I will take any pitching I can get, starting or relieve a reliever. Um, our, we don't have. This is the problem. We could sit here and say, you know what, this year's not our year. We got younger guys and are talented in the minor leagues coming up. Mm-hmm. We don't have anybody in the minor leagues. We got to go out and get somebody, right? Yeah. I go out and get any pitch we can get. A starter, again, like I said, doesn't have to be a, a top end name. Right. Go right. out and get a reliever. We don't have, we don't name one reliever in that bullpen that you trust, right? Our, our best guy, Tommy Hunter came back. He was pitching pretty well out of the bullpen, and, and he gets hurt immediately. Pat Nishek's hurt. Dave Robertson's hurt. We don't have guys yeah. out there. Ramos. We thought we can count on him earlier in the season. He he was in AAA for a couple months there. So Man. go out and get any bullpen help we can get. I want to sneak the second wild card. Man. I'm passionate about – we're all passionate about this team. I want to sneak that second wild card away. The Brewers the, – their pitching isn't great either. I think we oh, – top to bottom, we could have more firepower than them. The Cardinals is kind of in the same boat there. The Rockies, I mean, come on. We're better than these teams. Right. What you said about younger players, you're right. This team's very weak in the farm system. <laughs> like we have uh, nobody, really – well, and the people, all up. the people that yeah. we thought were going to do great, they came up and they didn't do so great. And then, so the trades that we went through, we gave away, I feel like, too much of our farm system. And what, the JT trade? Yeah. Or yeah. Just in general? Oh, in general. Two. In yeah. general, yeah. Hmm. Man. Yeah, because at this point, you don't have anything to sell. Like, everybody keeps saying, oh, well, I feel it's going to be buyers or sellers. They ain't got no choice but to be buyers because you ain't got nothing to sell. When does David Robertson come back? I, I we we just need some help here. He's only pitched six and two thirds innings. Here's the this, here's the problem. I, we don't know. That's why I'm I saying just, go out and get a piece. Go out and get a bullpen. I'm, listen, Craig Kimbrell. I wish we signed him now because we could sure as hell use him. Yeah, at this point, I don't care about the money at this point. I just want to win, man. I just want to win games. I could read off a list of the non-rental trade chips if you guys are. Let's go. Sure. Listen, Let's, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, too hot. Marcus Stroman. Cost too much, I Marcus think. Noah Syndergaard. Matthew Boyd. Mar- Mar- huh, Marcus Stroman. Who, who was after Marcus? Was that Matthew Boyd? Noah Syndergaard. No, no, Noah Syndergaard. Syndergaard. <laughs> so what do you guys think about going after Zach Wheeler? I know he's on the injured list right now, and it, he was a real like big trade candidate for the Mets coming to, up to the deadline. But he just got hurt. You might be able to buy him low and maybe plug him in in the second half, hoping he can get healthy. I mean, you don't really see, you know, Interdivision trades happen that often. True, uh, but he's a free agent at the end of the year. I mean, it, he's young. I, maybe we can resign him. Maybe and I feel him. like that that would. I mean, it's a risk, but you could probably just wait for a free agency. You mm. and like you said, you, you you definitely put yourself at a disadvantage, but you don't give up anything. Uh, yeah. 
I feel like that would be the route that Matt Klintak would go. Because, um, I mean, even though he's made some trades, I don't. I feel like he's not... He, he, he definitely has shown me that he is not a guy who is quick to pull the trigger to, you know, make something happen. He does seem deliberate when it comes to the moves he makes. Um, and I, I think when it comes to trading within your division, it's something he's really going to second guess. And with that second guessing, I don't think he would follow through with anything. Mm-hmm. I don't I, see. I would buy if if I'm buying, which I hope we do. You know, every fan usually does hope that hopes they buy unless they're you know realistic about their team. But I would go out there and get and get arms just based on the fact that we got so many bats injured right now. I mean, we can start with McCutcheon, but it doesn't stop there. You know, Bruce, who's been a big piece yeah. when we acquired him, mm-hmm. and he goes down and he was kind of in that middle five six spot in that lineup with him and Reese and JT. So having him going now, we got guys like Roman Quinn plugged in there, and he's it's just falling off a cliff right now. So I, if we can get Franco back, I I get it. He didn't hustle the other night, so you so you sit him a game, but too late, man. You should have sat Segura earlier in the season. We gotta, it's time yeah. to win now. You Why are you sitting Franco? Yeah. And and especially because he's been so hot lately. I mean, he hit the walk off over the weekend. He, he's he's playing really well, especially defensively. I mean, he's he's a major upgrade over anybody else we have, like Brad Miller or anybody like that. Right. And, and what's that show? To, sorry, what's that show to you that he's not willing to sit Gene Segura, but he sits Franco. Did he notice he made a mistake earlier? And that's why I don't have any confidence in Gabe anymore. Right. I don't. Because all players, I don't care who you are, I don't care what your ERA is, I don't care what your batting average is, if you messed up and I told you to do something and you didn't do it, you're going to get sat down. Period, point blank. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Bryce Harper and you're making $330 million. I don't care. Discipline. Put your foot on this team. Put your stamp on this team. And he hasn't. Now you've lost You've lost way too many opportunities to put your stamp on this team. I don't have any confidence in him. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's hard to argue that. I mean, listen, you can't you – can't, let me give you a point here, right? Say you're managing this team, right? This game's 2-2. You're definitely leaving. I give me an example here, like Jose Alvarez. You're leaving him in the game for two innings. Mm-hmm. Say, Jose, give me two innings because there's sure as hell nobody else in that bullpen. I'm I'm going to give the ball to. This is going back to Edgar Garcia, by the way. JD Hammer, he he gave you tr- like two innings there. Why couldn't Alvarez give you two? And Casio, I know he gave up the two run homer, and we didn't really score any runs after that. But he's been decent for us this season. So guys, I get it. They don't want to burn him out, but at this point, if I'm the manager of the team. I, I know, I know if I give the ball to Garcia, I'm going to give up a couple of runs this inning, and the game's probably over. Because if you give the Dodgers any chances, they smell blood in the water. They're going to take it. it. It's, it's over, That's man. That's any it's, good team. These teams are too good. The Nationals over the weekend was the same problem. I guess the only prize that we can take out of this is, listen, we're going for the split today. we got Aaron Nola pitching our best pitcher. If we can split with the Dodgers, it kind of reminds me of a Cub series early in the season. We had four at Wrigley Field. We split with them. And, you know, we were thinking going into that series, we really don't have a shot. We were like the underdogs. So I think if we can get the split today, we're done with the Dodgers, thank God. We already went out there. The Nats, they're, you know, maybe one or two more series left with them. So hopefully, I know I'm trying to look at the schedule here. I know we got the Pirates over the weekend. Hopefully we have some weaker opponents. We can take advantage of, um, you know, some some decent strength of schedule here. I mean, we're playing tough teams right now. And what are you willing to give up for a trade? Like, which player? Would you I, I still say Cesar. I, th- I think I like Franco at third base, and I know Bohm's lingering there, and you know I should say lurking, um, <laughs> at, <laughs> lurking. He's lurking there at, at uh, Double A. But listen, Same thing. when he, when he comes up, 
when he comes up, he's going to get plugged right into that everyday third baseman spot. But I think Franco right now at third base is is more than okay. I mean, he's he's a plus defender, yeah, and he's got pop in that bat. So I think Cesar. He really hasn't taken that next step. Right. I feel I feel like he's the only guy you can really cut off yeah. this team to get value Because Kingery goes back to his natural position. Mm-hmm. Which I'm cool then, with. Yeah. Cesar's a, a, a second baseman, kind of like a star every day. second baseman who's, who's pretty solid. I mean, he's hitting 280, so it's not like he's having a bad year. Right. I just think you can get something for him and mm-hmm. you know get a yeah. solid pitcher. In and him. right now, Kingery's doing well at the plate, too. So. Yeah, Kingery's been hot in that leadoff spot, and we're getting Segura yeah. back today. And, and Segura needs to step it up too, man. He's he's a career three oh four hitter or something. And he's down around like two seventy right now. I mean, that's a guy that just needs to step it up. I, feel I like want winners. He's never been patient at the plate. Doesn't walk a lot, but he's not he's not getting the hits that we thought he would. And he's not he doesn't ever hustles really. And I, I mean, we go back to that early in the season. I'm talking like every at bat, man. If he hits a grounder, or anything where he he lo- it looks like he's going to make an out, he just never hustles. And, and and that's the reason why Gabe should have established that the first time he did it, and he didn't. Well, yeah, this all this all does go back go back to right. Capital Falls on him at the end of the day. Yep. So it's weird because Gene's very fast. Yeah, he's not a slouch, but you've allowed him to become a slouch. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not staying on his behind. We certainly are at a crossroads into the season because looking at the wild card standings, uh, you know, we're right there with St. Louis and Arizona, and San Francisco and San Diego are right on our heels. And uh, like like you said, so yeah, the schedule we have we have uh, Dodgers today, the Pirates over the weekend, we have a two game series against the Tigers in Detroit, and then a, a bit after that we got a big Brave series. We, we the Brave really, series at home, I, I think. Yes, yes, at home. Uh, yeah. So we're really at. A, I know we said last week, but we're really at a crossroads because, like you said, we are right there yeah. for a wild card spot. Right. I, as for the rest of the season, we're not, I don't think we're catching the Braves unless no, they, we're definitely no, not. They're, that's they, going wild unless card. Unless they nope. stink it up, and they uh, you could look at it now and say we're not catching the Nats with their pitching. No. I mean, going against those arms. I mean, like we're only two games behind, but at this point, with so many teams, their pitching is definitely superior. Sorry. In that, yeah, go ahead. No, you're good. I mean, look at all those teams that are jump, then they're all jumbled up right there near the uh, wild card standings. I think if we go out there and make a move that's eye opening. We can take that second wild card away because right now everything's kind of evened out. And if we can go out there and get a big piece, I think the Pirates even saying there might be sellers now because not everybody can be buyers. I know that people say, you know, listen, we're only even look at the Giants. The Giants are lurking right there too. They're coming up the standings really five, fast. Five game winning streak. Mm-hmm. They're they've been hot. They've been hot, but they're still saying they're going to sell. You know, Bumgarner's going to go, and Will Smith, the reliever's going to go. How many Will Smiths are in the MLB? Got yeah. yeah, I know it's yeah. crazy. All right, let's go. Let's go some Sixers now. Um, we'll start out with the big news. Obviously, Ben Simmons, five years, hundred seventy million dollar extension. Um, is this the right move? I mean, listen, this basically locks up our, our guys. Like, I, I mean, our guys are now locked up for three plus years. You know, Richardson has the three year contract. Embiid, Simmons, Tobias, Horford. Our whole starting five is going to be here. You would expect for a decent amount of years here coming up. So, you know, do you think the move is a good idea? I know he's he's young, but again, like I say. Everybody else in the league would have gave him the okay, gave him the money. Okay, Mac, because you seem to be the only optimistic person on this show. Um, does Ben Simmons have a consistent jump shot yet? No. Okay. Right, Has he right. proven to have a consistent jump shot? No. Yet? All right, then. Then no, he does not deserve that much money. Absolutely not. Now, that's not to say I don't like him being extended here. I like the physical fact that he's here. I like his potential. I like his upside. We've never had an issue with that between all four of us on this show. None of us has ever questioned how much potential Ben Simmons has. But I'm not paying you that much money to be a passer and a driver, and you don't have a jump shot. 
because that's the whole that's like one of the four foundations of basketball shooting the ball and that's the one thing that you lack oh right, Tanner because you look like you want to challenge me <laughs> alright so what I don't like about this contract extension is first off so he gets all this money and I feel like he's not motivated now. He doesn't have to be motivated now to improve his game. We know he's at the gym and he's not participating for Australia in the World Cup, FIBA World Cup. But um, I, don't, I don't really like this extension because, one, he has no jump shot still. Mm-hmm. Um, no finals appearance, yep. which is, you know, that's, you don't need a final <laughs> appearance. Mm-hmm. But not even an East Conference Finals appearance. I mean, and so he he hasn't done any of this stuff, no jump shot or any of these appearances, but he still gets this money. And so we're practically rewarding him for no improvement. And so where does he go from there? Once he gets all this money, uh, hey, I, I have all this money. What more do I need to do? Because they and already that, rewarded me for nothing. And that's that's my that is my personal. Um, think when it comes to this contract because sometimes when players get that money they feel as though hey what the heck do I have to perform right. for it almost reminds me of Albert Hainsworth Albert Hainsworth was this big defensive tackle 6'6", 330 pounds nobody could stop him before he got that contract extension with the Washington Redskins mm-hmm. when the Washington Redskins paid him he became a slouch and he never performed up to his potential now that's not to say that Ben Simmons is going to become that it's just the fear of that Right. I don't want this money to result in him not living up to his potential. That's my whole thing. Develop his jump shot, then I feel better about the money. But right now, I'm a little eh about it. Okay, Chris is showing me Chris is showing me a picture right now of Ben Simmons looking as though he's hitting a jump shot in front of a Miami defender. Um, that's still not doing anything for me. Brick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I agree. Uh, listen, guys. I think it, I think this extension is is a great idea. I like it a lot. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Oh, I, okay. see, I see. I see that smile. Here's the thing. Like, you know, you just heard all those rumors about him not wanting to be a 76er and wanting to go out to LA. Yeah, so you know, at first we offered him the contract, and three days went by, and he didn't sign it or accept it. And I didn't know if that was because you know his agent Rich Paul was just looking over the details of it, or if he was like, you know what, man, maybe I don't want to be here for the long run. This guy has too much potential. Uh, you you got to lock him up right now because if he goes out there, he dominates this year, then you're in a tricky spot because you can sure as hell offer him that that extension, but then you're going to have other teams vying for him big time. I mean, right now the reason I mean we were, we were think about this we were looking at Ben Simmons last year as a trade piece. Maybe we can get another superstar point guard. Maybe you know trade him somewhere and maybe get another star player, but. Listen, the guy's the guy's too good of a player, and right now he's he's a star in my in my eyes. I mean, I know I said last week we really we, we excuse me we really only have one star on this team, but I just saw the way Simmons played in the playoffs, and I'm thinking to myself, I got confidence in him. Man, I get it. The jump shot, the jump shot will come down. Hold maybe. on, hold on. Let, repeat that again. You said you saw what he did in the playoffs. He played well in the playoffs last year. I get I get the whole thing two years ago where he couldn't shoot the free throws and you know he was a liability. We all remember McConnell had to come in for him. But man, he guarded Kawhi well. He probably guarded him the best out of any player in any series in the playoffs. What? I mean you go back and look at the box scores of the games, man. He seven, played well. Yeah, seven points. 
Listen, playing Seth, well. but, but but he's not this he's not a scorer and guard. There's other options. We had Jimmy, we had Tobias. You look at his overall game. His defense factors in and his assist and his rebound. And then you want to his ball up. handling. Look at him as a whole. Look at it as a whole. Don't look at his jump shot. And then you and the then dude you, is gonna be okay, a star. Okay, you bring up defense. And I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to attack Ben Simmons, but I'm just countering you. He you can talk, guard multiple positions. You talk about defense and that Kawhi Leonard Disney shot in which he was guarding Kawhi. No, he, he wasn't. Stopped, he and stopped guarding because, Kawhi. But, and Bede's going to the corner. The you got a 7 2 guy right in the corner all but, over him. But if he would have pursued Kawhi Leonard, you would have had a 6 10 and a 7 2 guy defending him. And the likelihood of Kawhi Leonard hitting that shot is decreases. I guess, but the chances are, are higher about fouling him. You don't want to foul the guy. I'm right? not talking about fouling. Let's put a hand in front of his face. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. We can, we can nitpick all you want about the, how that play landed. Or how the play went down. The, the the fact of the matter is the guy hit a four bouncer and then knocked it in. All right, it's not coming back. It's no, not it's coming not. back. Clear as day in my head still. <laughs> I mean that shot. I don't care who was guarding Kawhi Leonard. That shot was going in. I mean it just was. It, it was inevitable, man. The four bounces. I mean a bead was right there on him. What else you want? What else you want? I mean you're gonna you're gonna knock the guy for the defense because he didn't make one play and he didn't follow the guy in the playoff. Come on, the guy got five years, 170 million. He's gonna be here for the future. He's a, he's gonna be a superstar. I got full confidence in that. I need to see that jump shot. He's just he's a difference maker. He's a difference maker. I'm not gonna deny that, but I need to see a jump shot. Maybe the Sixers have been watching him closely, practicing that jump shot, and they're like, you know what? He's he's got it down. This upcoming season, Ben Simmons will be better from the three than Joel Embiid. Maybe that's what they're saying. Maybe that's what they're saying. You got to look at another thing. He's reliable, man. He plays every game. He, I mean, I get the whole his whole first season in the league. I know the whole injury thing, but man, he was reliable last year and durable. He played almost every game. He didn't take any games off. He wasn't Embiid in the playoffs taking games off because he had a tummy ache. I mean. Well, also Joel Embiid shouldn't have had so much Chick Fil A before the game, but that's a different topic for another day. All right, let's. Let's get into this Russell Westbrook trade. Um, he Russell Westbrook being traded from the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder to the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul. And it's it's funny to me because you didn't solve anything. I feel like Houston didn't solve anything because all you did was just take away a ball-dominant player and you just replaced it with another ball-dominant player. I don't know. Player. Houston's going to be nice, man. I'm telling you. But you, you didn't anything the issue was that Harton felt as though he wasn't getting the ball enough and Chris Paul felt like he wasn't getting the ball enough okay so you remove one dominant one ball dominant player and you replace him with another ball dominant player now you're going to hear Russell Westbrook complain about he's not nah, getting the ball nah, enough this is going to be different this time around how so Harden and Westbrook back together the the brothers in arms yeah but Dude, fighting I, on I, the court can't I saw wait. that I saw that Vegas decreased Houston's odd, yeah. odds of winning <laughs> Yeah. Now, see, I listen to Vegas. Vegas is right. Trust Vegas. I'm but telling back, you, man. They're, 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 first of all, it'll so. be fun to watch. But I mean, I'll you, be tuning into some Rockets games this year to watch that dominant duo. But back to you, Mr. Optimistic. Um, yo, you, you didn't fix anything. And the thing about it is, back then, when they were teammates on Oklahoma City, okay, James Harden was the third wheel. Here, there in Houston, James Harden is number one. Everything flows through James Harden. Listen, I think if Clint Capella takes the next step next year, this team's got a shot to be top five in the West. I mean, the Western Conference is going to be dominant next year. Look they at the are. Utah Jazz. Got a lot better. We already talked about L.A. I'm sick of talking about L.A. with all their players they yeah, got. Nah, but right. but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, man. Re- Russell Westbrook, I just think of him and Harden. Man, they're so, they're so talented. 
They're just so they're so fun to watch play. They're talented, but I think the thing I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to understand is throughout all sports, all sports, it does not matter. All sports, you have to bring players together that are going to work chemistry wise. They can have all the talent in the world, but if they don't work together, it's Listen, it's an upgrade. Listen, they got an upgrade. They got Russell Westbrook. They got rid of CP3. CP3 is 34. He kind of sucked last year. You know, he, he he did. I mean, career lows in all the stats across the board. And Russell Westbrook's in right first of all, in his prime, explosive superstar. I get it. Everybody says he's not a team player. But, man, he played well with Harden at his side back in OKC. Why can't he do it again? They got guys with the role players. They got they, – did they re-sign uh, Austin Rivers? Because um, he was good for him, they got Eric Gordon already. Eric Gordon's just a, a sniper; he's just out there hitting threes all day long. And they got Clint Capella, the, the center. I think this team's got a shot—not to win it all. I mean, bar an injury, obviously, but they could be up there and the, the, compete in the West with, I, with I the agree Lakers. With you. I agree with you with that statement. I'm just—I just don't think the the. Uh, I think the you're piece just a Westbrook hater. Just a Westbrook. No, 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 no. Listen, no, no. I've said on these airwaves plenty of times that I am a Westbrook fan. Mm. I love his game. I've said that on a number of occasions. I just don't think this piece fits in with this puzzle. That's my whole thing. Well, well, what made it fit in with Chris Paul? What made Chris Paul fit in? He the, he was not. He didn't really give him anything. I I get it. There's no improvement each season. The Rockets would still end up at the same spot, and now. With the Warriors down, they had to go out the and make a move. Can get farther. Yeah. And that's true. They have to make season. a move because, like you said, star the power. Are down. See, what I tell you last week, stars in this I'm league. I'm not arguing star that. Star power. And I'm not arguing that. My argument is sometimes all stars can't work together. That's why ultimately I don't think the Lakers are going to work. I hope the Lakers never win a damn thing ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say something else. The, th- the Thunder lives. now have 15 first round picks from 2020 to 2026. Nah, yeah, yeah. OKC is in complete first mode, round man. picks. That is a lot. You got Chris Paul and 15 first round picks. Yeah, listen, again with the whole picks thing, we sat here and we went through that. We hit on two guys, Simmons and Embiid. They can get the, all the picks they want. This league, yeah, that's a different entity, man. Yeah, this league is driven on stars. Now, the one thing OKC has going for them, their GM is great, right? Look at all the guys they had that they built that mini dynasty, that, or I should say, the dynasty that never was because they never won a title. But look at that! Look at the drafts going back. You know, they got KD. They, they drafted Russ, Harden. They drafted the Serge Ibaka. That's um, what I'm saying. Stephen Adams. So that, so yeah, I'll give they you that. Have, they have a pretty you good just, draft yeah. record. Exactly. So just I, the picks. It's just there's question marks there because at this point in time, if you, if you don't draft well, which I'll give the OKC credit, they do draft well. But again, they got a hit because they're a small market team. You're right. You're right. They do have to hit losing but, all those stars and. I don't but know. as you as you've just proven, they have a history of hitting on those draft picks. Now, a team like the Sixers. Draft picks don't matter because uh, apparently the Sixers suck. All right, we, they suck at drafting. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they do. You draft a guy first round, then he's injured the rest of the next season. Yeah, that's, the, that's our luck. You know what's funny? The general manager actually of the Magic actually came out and said that he still doesn't know when Markel Fultz will play. <laughs> that's I, terrible. I find that just yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember when we had to root for Markel Fultz. I didn't have to. I didn't. <laughs> Listen on the OKC okay like thing. Well, go ahead, Chris. No, 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 no. It's okay. On the OKC no. thing, listen, they they drafted well, but at the same time, they traded away three MVPs. So, I mean, it goes both ways. Yeah. I was just going to say I thought it was funny how you made it sound like a chore to cheer for Mark <laughs> It was a chore. And all I'll say is – I remember the first time he checked into the game, I was sitting there from my TV set freaking out. Fault. Fault. Yeah. Freaking out. It's funny to me, too. The only but- thing I remember him doing is injuring Joel Embiid. 
That's pretty much it. Hey, he hit a triple-double. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. yeah. And all I'll say to James Harden and Russell Westbrook is, you guys are professional athletes. Figure it out. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Believe me. I hope they do. They got two big-time names in that locker I room. I see the potential. They got two MVPs in that locker room. Are they gonna? Is one of them or both of them gonna be able to kind of put their egos in check? That's gonna be the ultimate thing. Because remember, like I said, when when they when they were teammates in Oklahoma City, James Harden was the third wheel, and Russell Westbrook was ahead of him. Russell Westbrook's been used to running a team by himself for years. Now he goes to a team where now James Harden, the former third wheel, is now the first wheel. Now he's, you're, you're, you're now he's the first points. guy. You're making is great that going to work? I agree with There's you. There's a hierarchy. There is some, you know, risk involved in this move. There, there just is. I get the whole thing where you got two ball dominant guys, but at the same time, if they figure it out, that's the big if. No, if not, they if they figure it out, they're going to be a problem in the West. They are. They are going to be a problem. And I, I like their their the center, their size with Capella down I there. Agree. I just that team, man. If they can figure it out, the Rockets in the West. Look out! Thank God we're in the East, man. Jeez, God, yes. There's so many powerhouses out in the West. And us being in the East, all we really have to worry about is the Celtics and the Bucks. For to be honest with you, yeah, I mean, you look at other teams out there. Toronto's going to be worse. You know, Brooklyn with Kyrie. I mean, they're just really right, right. now without KD, they're just flipping D'Lo for Kyrie. Right. So you don't think they take a big step there? And, and from that standpoint, because we saw Kyrie lead a team last year, and mm-hmm. he was awful at it. So. I think, yeah, man, this is this is our shot, man. If we can just get to the finals, it gives ourselves a chance against one of those powerhouses in the West. Yep. Right. Everybody better look out. Let's discuss a player that was talked about the whole year, the prospect, the most popular prospect, Zion. Were you guys able to watch the Summer League? Um, a little bit. So he got eight points, two rebounds, but he bruised his knee. He's out for the rest. Of, well, mm-hmm. he was out for the rest of the Summer League. Mm-hmm. And were you guys surprised with what you saw? Nah, I, I think he's. I think he's no. too obese right now. And that's what should say obese, just a little overweight. He's got to lose some pounds. Look at Char- look at Charles Barkley. Look, Charles Barkley I, said the same thing. Yeah, and that's a what a lot Charles of people Barkley are saying. Said he's fat. Zion's not fat. That's I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to say fat, but I do say he kind of needs to slim it out a little bit. Um, for the type of player that he is, you know, the athletic freak that he is. You know, all the big dunks and jumping up and down. That's a lot of wear and tear on your legs. So, yeah, he might need to drop a couple of LBs. I'm, I'm still stuck on he's out because of a bruised knee. Well, he was out. For, yeah. Yeah, he I bruised mean, his knee. He, he you, did. You can't really blame him. They, they, no. The guy's their first draft pick. Right. And this guy's supposed to be a generational talent. So. That's the definition of and who won the summer league? The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. Yeah, anybody mm-hmm. said Grayson Allen get ejected a couple times? Or not a couple times, but that one thing. He, he was just... He hit somebody in the head. Yeah. And the, I, I mean, just, I just believe that he's a terrible human being. <laughs> I just he, most punchable face. I don't know, man. And, I don't know uh, that guy. He's a on the court. I used to like Grayson at Duke. I mean, I still kind of like. You? I still like <laughs> him watching him play. But I mean, God, I was watching the game and I just, I was just sitting there. It was like late. It was late, man. It was like eleven thirty because they're out there in Vegas. It was mm-hmm. like the last game, and he just, he just hits somebody in the head as he's going up for a layup. And hey. I was like. What is, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> no one trips him on the sideline like Grayson Allen. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. Yeah, he's, I don't know. 
Yeah. But but back to Zion again. Drop a, a couple pounds. A bruised knee, really. I get it. I get it. This listen, is, he's going to be elite. Yeah. We know he's. We know how freaking crazy athletic this guy is. Let me tell but you. The Pelicans. Look out for the Pelicans on our team in the West. Chris Lonzo. Let me, Josh Chris, Hart, let me paint this picture for you. That, let me no, Chris. Let me paint this picture for you. Jackson okay? Hayes at my church. Okay. All right, church at my church. The yes. younger guys up under me. They kept showing me highlights of Zion Williamson when he was a junior and senior right. in high school. high school. Okay, this kid has been coveted. No, I. Since high school, a bruise me. Yeah, I, they don't want to risk. You any. don't understand. That is the it's definition just the of summer league. That's uh, the definition of rolling someone up in bowl. You rap. don't understand how serious people are when it comes to Zion Williamson a and his me. health. Yes, when it comes to a brute. Yes, it doesn't. I'm, it doesn't matter if he gets a little paper cut. How many people in the NFL get a bruised anything? Okay, that's every play. But that's different. Brandon Ingram, by the way, I forgot to mention my boy Brandon Ingram out there in uh, New Orleans. Look out! That team is going to be nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just I don't know. I, I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still... I think the Pelicans are going to be a good team. The West is going to be fun to watch. Yo, everybody get the NBA package this year. Yo, <laughs> this is not an advertisement, but hey, listen, everybody, all our listeners, get the NBA package. This season upcoming. Hey, it's man, it's going to be fun. Hey man, that that cuts into my Fiji water, uh, my Fiji water uh, budget. Man, I can't do that. <laughs> can't touch my Fiji. That's cutting into my Fiji that's, water, man. I'm just saying. Hey, that's how you know Fiji water is just way too expensive. Hey, Fiji, <laughs> hey, Fiji water. We're also looking All for right, a sponsor. All right, we're getting off topic. Let's hey, get back on track. We're looking for a sponsor, Before Fiji. we're off the topic, NBA, um, let's go back. LeBron's playing point for the Lakers, and <laughs> Nike declined his thing to give Anthony Davis number 23, and now LeBron has to wear 23. Yeah, because that costs money. Season. It goes money. Uh, I think it's a bunch of nonsense. And I just want to go into something Skip Bayless said about LeBron. That clown. Uh, a couple days ago, he said, I'm glad LeBron won't wear 23 next season. He has never lived up to it. He thought he could make people forget MJ Ward. Instead, LeBron's final fails in 2011, 2014, 2018 reminded everyone how far he is from the GOAT. I, I Who do, said that? Okay. That, Skip, Skip Bayless. That, okay. That sounds like... <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like Skip Bayless. No, that, I do feel like 23 should be treated like 42. And he in says baseball. 23 should be retired by the NBA. Yeah, I, I agree with I do. I do think so. Now, LeBron I, said this? No, no, no Skip no. Bayless weighed I, in on... I don't, uh, I, I don't agree with a lot of things Skip Bayless says, but when it comes to Jordan, that I, I got to agree with him. Because, okay, it was LeBron's dream, and I think it's every superstar's dream, to chase the ghost of 23. Now, the only person in today's era that has come close to that, in my opinion, is Kobe. That's the only person that's come even close to it. Kobe's got two numbers retired. I feel as though LeBron... LeBron is not gonna. He's not gonna touch Jordan. He's yeah, not. but listen. Do you look at all the, the the times he's worn a number of seasons over his career? Do you retire the number because of Jordan, or do you retire because of LeBron? Because you got to admit, they've both been absolutely dominant in their eras. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that. Not at all. But. It, LeBron still hasn't got the job done. Now, I'll be it. I think it's impressive that he's been to the finals eight times. I think that is heck of an impressive. But you only got three chips. It's a team, uh, it's Jordan, a team game, man. It's a team Jordan, game. Three for six in the finals. Jordan, oh, stop that. Jordan is six for six. It, it, it's an individual. The fact that he got there last year, the fact that he got to the finals. Yeah, I mean, impressive. I mean, jeez. I mean, he was dragging a bunch of luggage with him. Right. You are absolutely correct, but it's the luggage that he created. Mm. 
That's also true. It's he the was luggage. Playing, he, he was yeah. playing GM. So I don't year. feel sorry for yeah, him. Yeah, but Kyrie kind of just left him on the side of the road. I don't feel sorry for him. Kevin, loved, that he Kevin loves just a walking injury. It's the luggage. He, cre- he asked for him. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for you. You asked for that. All right. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing that with you. That whole thing where they got Isaiah Thomas, they got D Wade, and then they traded. Uh, Jay Crowder was there right. for a little and bit. Right. You traded the entire team. I don't feel sorry for you. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no one will ever remember that Dwayne Wade was a Cavalier. <laughs> no one will ever remember <laughs> that. Like 20 short, years. Short stint. You're gonna be like, where did D Wade play? Oh, Miami. And then everybody's gonna say, is that it? And then you'll be like, yeah. You'll you'll even forget the Chicago days. You'll be like, oh, you played for Chicago too? I forget that. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Last topic here. Uh, NFL. God, 36 just, days until the first right Eagles slot. preseason Spider game. Spider two wide Yes. Thank you. 36. Oh, yes. I mean, see, it's, it's see, big football guy can, over there. You ready for it? I can smell the grass right about now. Oh, yep. I can hear the hitting right about now. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. I'll tell you what, man. There's uh, there's some drama going down, though, around the league. I don't know if you heard. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon want new contracts. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm a little confused on this. I get the fact that you know they're young, first of all, and second of all, they they mean a lot to their teams. Probably the most they'll ever mean to their teams right now, being mm-hmm. superstars in their careers right now and where they're at. But again, like kind of out of the blue, you know, you don't expect it. First of all, why now? The season's going to get started soon. You got to go through this training camp. I get it's the summer time. I guess you're not. You don't want to do it in season. But at the same time, I'm not going to see. I'm not going to go with the why now because with contracts, especially on players with rookie contracts. Okay, you know how rookie contract is structured that's settled up. You got four years and then a fifth year as a team option. So at year three, you need to start thinking about, okay, is this guy worthy of an extension or not? At year three, you need to start crunching numbers. That's when you need to start, you know, really looking at if a rookie is worthy of receiving his second contract in the NFL. So this should have already been discussed. So that falls on the teams. This is this is the team's fault ultimately because now you waited up until this point where now they're on their fourth, fifth years, and yes, they're going to look for extensions, contract extensions. You can't help that. Now, the issue with it when it comes to running backs, running backs are a little iffy because running the running back position is devalued in the NFL. You you'll hear it week in and week out, and I'm. I'm, I slightly believe it. Running backs are a dime a dozen. Now, I do believe that there are a select few running backs in the NFL that, you know, you can't put into that category. They're a dime a dozen. You just can't. One of them being Ezekiel Elliott. Another one of them is Melvin Gordon. I mean, I this agree. guy has been dominant his whole career so far. I agree. I completely agree with you. Now, can the team afford them? In terms of the Cowboys... Yeah, that's going to be really difficult. No, no, they can afford them. I'm telling you, they can afford them. Okay, I'm about to give you a list of players who they got to pay. They got to pay Dak Prescott. Yeah, all right, you give him. A, you give her a low rank contract. No, no, no. He's not going to demand a, no, a low rank contract. I don't care what he's going to demand. He's, he's not get that paid good. Almost as much as Carson he's, Wentz. He's a good, solid quarterback, but he's not like you know. Oh my God, a I agree with you. But quarterbacks aren't getting paid, no matter what your name is. You're not getting around that. You have to pay Dak Prescott. I think Zach Barton's contract is up. Their guard, Travis Frederick, their center. No, Travis Frederick's gone. Too old, first of all, and he's been hurt. He had that whole but thing. But Travis last year. Frederick is arguably the best center in the NFL. You're not just going to release <laughs> yeah. the arguably the best center. Nah. You could argue it, but nah. at the same time, listen, listen. Dak Prescott, first of all, and then again, we're not Cowboys fans here, but I do like watching Zeke run. I think the Cowboys are fun to watch. But at the same time, why is Zeke able to run? 
Because that O line, I get what you're saying. Uh-huh. But, oh. but listen, at I the same time, Dak. are you really about to pay Dak Prescott, a guy who's probably never going to win a Guess Super Bowl? What? Yes. All that, all that money when you can get a superstar like Zeke. Because the, the Cowboys' mindset is if they can at least, at the very minimum, if they can at least get a solid quarterback under their belt, then they're fine. Solid. They're not looking for a superstar. They're just looking for a solid because they feel as though they can put the offense on Zeke's back. I agree with you. So why are you going to pay Dak Prescott all this money? We can just go out and because you ain't year? got a choice. Because even solid quarterbacks command franchise quarterback money. Mm, so why don't you like say, hey, trade him for a first round draft pick? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then who's going to play quarterback? Oh, Some dude. dude. Because literally anybody else. And here's the thing with Dak. We can say whatever we want about Dak. Dak is actually a decent quarterback. And that presents the threat to run. God, you're how, talking like Skip Bayless now. How no, much, no, Chris, Chris, he's making good points here. Dak's a good how, quarterback. And I, look I at know. how much when Dak is out there, how much that offense opens up. When Dak and Zeke are out there, with Dak being the threat to run, you have to watch Dak. And then you don't know whether he's going to give it up to Ezekiel Elliott or not. What about the got to pay Demarcus Lawrence too, right? He's on the franchise tag this nah, year. No, they they um they resigned him. They gave him this huge mega contract this past offseason. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. They resigned him. So you know mm-hmm. he's resigned. Mm-hmm. Where's his money going to come from? If you're, if, if you're come the from? GM of Dallas, what do you do? Do you, do you just say, hey, look, listen, oh, by Zeke, the way, sit down. You're playing this year without a new contract. Oh, by the way, Amari Cooper, he's up for a contract too. Oh yeah, they're not going to have all this money. That's for that. Dax best and that's ex- and that's exactly what I'm saying. They're yeah. going to have to make a huge decision. I do not envy Jim, Jerry Jones not one little bit. They got some huge decisions to make down there in Dallas. Why am I uh, backing up Dallas right about now? I, don't I feel know. sick. Ugh. No, no, no. Turn yeah, off your mic. Oh God. Turn off your mic. All right, let's go into. I am. Pissed the off. length of the season, and I know you guys saw the rumors about an 18 game. Season. What do you guys think about that? I mean, eh. I, I think more it. game. The more games, the better. I love watching football. I don't want it. I, I want the maybe news. get rid of preseason and then have it. Just I say get rid games. of two preseason games, but I don't want it. I mean, if you think about it, teams that already have playoff Wait, berth, sorry, they're going, they're sitting their players the last what one or two games. I'm, I'm just confused by what players. you said. So get rid, get rid of two preseason. Like if two of the preseason games were regular season, you'd be cool with that? Yeah, I'd, then I'd be cool with it. Other than that, no, you're not going to keep four preseason games and then extend the season to two additional games. But no. But then again, like Max said, more football. That's fine, more football, but also you have to put into the fact that look at what the players are going through, putting their bodies through for an extra two weeks. And they're Second saying there's week. a 16-game. <laughs> two there's like two a, bye weeks. Players can only play 16 games the whole season. Correct. And that's like that's too much. I, I love football. I can talk football with anybody 365 days out the year, 24-7. I can do it. I love the game of football. I will break it down to the point where I will start breaking down play calls. But to extend the season, no. Keep the season the way it is. It's perfect the way it is. Don't touch the Yeah, games. but you get more football. You get more football, yes. But then also, look at the ramifications of it. Let's say, for example, they do extend the season. They, okay, they let's say and let's say not. and let's say they extend the playoffs. Now we're going to have teams that aren't even worthy of being in the playoffs in the playoffs. Yeah, now see you're right there, and that that is going to be a problem. Seven game series. <laughs> like I don't want to see the Cincinnati Bengals at a seven and nine record in the playoffs. Oh God, yeah. All right, all right. Maybe you're right. Yeah, you just changed my mind. Right. The NFL already shut down the rumors. They're not doing 18 games. I just wanted to see you guys hear your guys' opinions on it mm. and. They said with this eight when it was still a thing mm. when they were still discussing it, 
uh, players could only play 16 games. That means quarterbacks could only play 16 games. So going back to when we had Foles and Wentz, if we were playing 18 games last season, our, I mean, that would have worked out pretty well if we had a healthy Wentz and Foles. It would have. I mean, but, it would have. But, but other than that, it's just... It changes. It'll change uh, it's, every I mean, year. Yeah. I mean, the, the Wentz-Foles dynamic duo was really special because I yeah. just don't think a platoon of quarterbacks would ever work. Right. Yeah, it wouldn't. No. Like a start, yeah. Like no. a rotation. The, the Wentz-Foles thing was just special. Yeah. With, the, with these running... Real quick, with these, with these running backs, would you would you pay them? Or, would, or like in the case of Melvin Gordon, would you... Trade him because he's the man in the trade. See, it's e- it's easier. When he kind of forces your hand right now, you know he's kind of that's what he's kind of doing. It's easier for the Chargers to pay Melvin Gordon because they don't have. Uh, I don't believe they have too many people that they need to pay, or at least of importance that they need to pay. Right. So for the Chargers, it's easier for them to pay Melvin Gordon. I think they should pay Melvin Gordon right. because Philip Rivers is getting old, and eventually you're going to need to find another quarterback. So you need to keep that offense intact. So when you do bring in a young quarterback, that young quarterback has pieces around him that he can build with, that he can develop his game with. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just throw a kid you know, out there with no kind of weapons, no kind of tools whatsoever. You don't want to do that to a young quarterback like that because you'll mess up his confidence. Right. Right. The issue with Ezekiel Elliott is he's not the only one that needs to get paid. Like He came in and the Cowboys had, the Cowboys had some really good draft picks those past, in those years. You... Somebody needs to be paid. Automatically, quarterbacks are going to get paid. We can argue about this back and forth. I don't agree with it. Max, you don't agree with it. I don't think anybody in this room agrees with it. But Dak Prescott is going to get paid like a franchise quarterback. That's automatic. And from the Cowboys' um, point of view and how they run their team, they're going to put more emphasis into their offensive line because they let DeMarco Murray go just like that, and he signed with us. Time with the Eagles. Mm, yeah, how did that work that's, out? Yeah, anyway, not, not well. Anyway, but they put more emphasis on the offensive line because they feel as though the offensive line is what creates those holes. And in reality, they are. I'm not taking anything away from Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is an elite running back. Only a fool would say otherwise. But they're not going to put. They're not going to emphasize Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to emphasize the offensive line. And they're going to emphasize Dak. And if they have enough money, they're going to pay Amari Cooper. Nah, right. I mean, wow. with as much as you know, Zeke gets fed. He needs to get that money so he can pay for the team dinners. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, real quick. Here we go. The lineup today for the Phillies. Looking for the series split today. Mm-hmm. So we got Scott King leading off in center field. Gene Segura to bat second, play shortstop. Bryce Harper third in right field. Reese Hoskins going to bat fourth, first base. And JT Romuto hit fifth. He'll catch. Cesar Hernandez bat sixth, play second base. Franco is going to hit seventh today, play third. And Adam Hazley in place of Jay Bruce is going to get the start in left field. He hits Eighth with Aaron Ole on the mound hitting ninth. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys think? Off? Scott Kingery. Scott Kingery, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's basically with all the injuries we have, that's the best we can do. I would like to see uh, maybe somebody else out there than Adam Hazley. I really think they should send him back down to AAA or AA. <laughs> not because no, not because he's not a good player, just because I think he just needs to get you know groomed a little bit more down there and give him some everyday playing time. Mr. Positive here. And then he Put my boy Nick Williams in there. Nicky Dubs. He was called up. He's been doing well, yeah. yeah. You know, he's been high triple A. Give him some give him a shot, man. He's been up here before. He's got experience. I think you gotta uh, you know throw him out there. Yeah. We really don't have another he, he option. Does, Roman he does Quinn, have a hot I mean, bat geez. right now. He does have a hot bat right now. We, right. we don't have many uh options here, which is why I think that this season's gonna end with out of playoff berth. I, I agree any, with that any, statement. It's hard to argue that right now. I mean, geez. Yeah. Any predictions for today, guys? 
I think we get the job done because Aaron Nola is a stud. Every oh, fifth day he goes out dude, there. This lineup. Don't care. Lineup, Don't care. Dude. I'm not going to call him a stud. No one can touch. Yeah, I wouldn't call him no one can stud. touch Aaron Nola. He's filthy when what? he's on. I guess someone when hasn't been watching a lot of when he's on. games yeah. this season. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Have you watched recently? He's dominant. He has picked it up a bit, he, but. Yeah. The, the, this this lineup, this Dodgers lineup, man, everyone can hit a home run. And yeah, everybody, Dodgers literally everybody. In the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. You're always on your back. Yeah. God. <laughs> Again, right. Tanner, you know how to bring someone down. <laughs> All right, y'all. If y'all missed any of today's show, you can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com. You can also follow us on these major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now new iHeartRadio and yeah. YouTube. And YouTube. hey, listen, guys, we also have an official Twitter account. All you have to do is go on Twitter, look up the Philly Experience Podcast at the Philly EXP1 on Twitter. We growing. Let's go. Oh, boy. This is exciting, guys. Uh, All right. It's always a pleasure doing a show you guys but until next time what <laughs> thanks for interrupting me peace out you guys, you guys have a great week everybody have a great week I am pissed off let's go uh, have a ham sandwich